Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Thanks for listening and calling today. Remember, the new hours start Monday. We'll be on noon to 3. Waddle and Sylvia will be going 3 to 6.30. We'll do a fun 25-minute crosstalk every day at 2.30. A recap championship Sunday on Monday. Looking forward to that. Thank you to Mike North for joining us. Thanks to Black and Abdallah. The boys are on tonight 6 to 8. Sylvie has uh, got the family at Chapel Hill for North Carolina Duke this weekend. So Meller's sitting in uh, with Waddle. And Waddle, I think, found the name. If we do buy a horse on accident yesterday, I'm in the car. I'm like, that's the name. Deep he dive? Goes, Boy, no, dig deep. Dig deep. He said, you really got to dig yeah. deep to find a go. And I said, that's yeah. it. Yeah. And here he comes around the stretch. Dig, dig deep. deep. In the lead at the Kentucky Derby. I think anteater, the anteater would be a good one. That's it's got to be something that means something but, to us. But yeah. Dig Deep is a cool name for a it horse, is. isn't it? I can see if Here you can get a little... Dig Deep. Two beers by ten. May They may be interested in uh, getting a little, selling a little share of him. I don't know. I, I'm telling I, you, I we have to. We have to this, put. A, so we have to put a little syndicate together. We're not going to get really expensive, Carm. We're just going to get. Uh, Johnny, what are we going like to get? It's expensive. We're going to get a thirty-five thousand yeah. dollars claimer. The last time for you, it, yeah. you got the vet bills. Yeah. yeah what are you going to do? Right. That's, that's you want to be in the you game, are. or you not want to be in the what, game? You're going to be in the game. The last time I uh, got involved in a horse racing syndicate, I lost two grand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did too. Money. I did too. I but that was fine. Yeah. Did you guys miss the first year? You guys were yeah. in your we did. Yeah. So you, so you, first you, year was you, awesome. Yes. So we got involved in the second year, and Waddle and I both doubled up. Yeah. We were so intrigued. Yeah. And only the rest of it the was group cool. would have listened to Chris Black and me. Yeah. You would have walked away with even more? We would have walked away with... Should I say what we would have yes. walked away with? Yes. Yeah. Don't be so shy. Chris is like, I don't know. Yes. It was a lot of money. Ten grand? More. A guy? More. Fifteen. A little less than that. What'd you end up settling for? Thirteen thousand. What'd you what'd you you settle for five? Oh five. Wow. If they would have listened to Chris and me, Mm. we would have walked away with more than ten grand. But no. Who was responsible for uh, Cap, Zetterman, the 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 rest of the numbers? He's gonna do it again. I'm like, no, he's not. (laughs) He's absolutely not gonna do it again. Yeah. The money was gone. The rest of the money was gone in ten ten days. Mm. Which is how it happens. Of course. Yes. Saratoga, fall yeah. meet, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We have to go up there. I hear yeah, go to the spa. To yeah. Up there, it's what it's called. The spa. Is it? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's oh, called a spa. Yeah. All these ex- Robert nice Crafts there. Restaurants. All oh, the best are there. Yeah, it's not one of those. Sports. Then the next year we did it again, and Meller was in, and I was Sylvie in. was in, and Waddle was in, and we won. Yurko kicked in a nuts. We, we won nothing. I got shelled. Nothing. But we're going to own a horse. We're going to. I think we should. Tommy. I think we should. I think we should. Oh God! I'm looking at the uh, races risky right now. This it is. They're all risky propositions. Yeah, what, what do you, you guys like do? for the uh, for what in the uh, title games? Oh, uh, Mikey Klarovich got a horse. I, right I think it's. I think it's favorites or pass. Yeah. Um, I don't. You know. I'm, I don't do have you, a lot wagered this weekend. To be honest, I, there's just not a ton I love. I was saying to Miller upstairs. I, I think the Patrick Mahomes tax is fully in play in that number because the Ravens. Yeah, at oh, home for sure. They should be higher than that a three and a half point. It should be six or seven. Yeah. Yes, it should be. Based There's a Patrick on, Mahomes tax attached based to that. on metrics. Yeah, and historical some historical ranking here for this version of the Baltimore Ravens. You yes. are one hundred percent correct, yeah. you guys. There is a Mahomes tax. There's like, no there's a Chiefs Mahomes tax it. built in, and I get it. Yeah, or, or or you know discount. I guess you'd say. 
built into that, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. They, yeah, they're like, the Ravens are one of the best teams ever in the history of DVOA they're at right. this point yeah. in the season. Dude, you, I, I was and offensively, like, they average 28 points a game. Yes. They're, so they have, they have seven, they play the tough schedule, and they have seven wins against playoff teams. They beat yeah. the Texans twice, the Browns, the Lions, the Dolphins, the Rams, and the Niners. I told Yurko. Those we seven games, one. they outscored, yeah. on average, yeah. they outscored those seven playoff teams by 22 points. Three and, touchdowns and, and, and remember, one of those games, they were up big. And it was just like one of these freaky losses. Didn't they lose to Cleveland? Like 33 to, to Cleveland. Thir- or 34 yeah. to 31? Yes. They've, a couple of their losses this year, they have had the leads in the yeah. game. The Colts was a weird loss yeah. early in it the was. season. It was. Um, the, the, they did beat the Rams. That was that was one of those weird games too late in the year when the Rams actually scored some points it, on them. It was a weather game and the Rams actually hung tough. Yes. The, the Rams did score. Stafford that was Johnny. That, that was one of Johnny's you know brilliant football minds yeah. contributions. Was the Rams? Yeah, they're well coached. Yeah. They're well coached. Yeah. They draft well. Les Snead's good at his job. He's good man. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they just were. They were bound by some really sal- you know, bad salary caps. They had to unload. Yeah, yeah. Yep. they had to unload. That's well, yeah, just but they, the way it works. They brought that all on themselves yeah. because yes. they, to win they, a Super Bowl. It was go yeah. all in, which yeah. you have to admire, and it worked yeah. out perfectly. No regrets because yeah. they went for Matthew Stafford. No regrets. And then they kept reinforcing. It wasn't like okay, we've got Stafford; he'll fix all the problems. It's oh no, let's go add Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Let's add guys like Odell Beckham. Let's yeah. keep adding players to make sure that we go ahead and win yeah. this and ultimately they did and now you look on the other side of yeah. the the ball of that trade and it's the lions in the nfc championship game well but that yeah, one's worked out it has teams. for both teams and for the rams to be able to get back in the mix as quickly yeah. as they did one year basically yeah. one down year yes and, you know you're right back in it and think about the packers too don't they get do they get relief this year or next year from the rogers deal is it next year I don't know the like answer they're, to that. They're going to be they're going to be flush with some like, cash. We had, up here. we had looked at it. I think it's next year. next year. Yeah. So it's not not this upcoming no, yeah, season, the, yeah. but the following. It's the year. Ne- so it's twenty twenty five. Just what you want them to have is access yeah. to more funds. Although they've never been like huge players in free agency, you know they, they no, but maybe well. maybe they you know, maybe this is the year that or the the maybe the time that they go ahead and they do. That. They've taken some swings over the years, like when they went out and they got Zadarius and Preston Smith. You know, they like every once in a while, but they historically don't take too many swings like that. They're no. just good at drafting, and that's why they have. The, well, they have, they have the rare situation where they don't have an actual owner, right? Like, right. that's yeah. you wonder if that maybe plays into Nobody's why meddling is that why, or, the, and, or maybe there's nobody too who feels the need to have to have that big splash, mm, right? That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean. Although they I don't do say, it often, you got to admit, they, right? Yeah. I, I mean, was, they did it with Reggie. Don't I get me wrong. I was just going to say they were like that was they, a lifetime. They, they were the original players because wasn't that the first? That was the that first free agency. Yeah. Reggie like, White. I get it. They swung big with Reggie, but I mean, like, in, if you look at their yeah, the their last history, fifteen ish to yeah. twenty years. I, I and a Packer fan could call and correct us, but I just I don't feel like there's a ton of them. Again, they went after the Smith boys. They spent some money there, but like they normally just they draft well yeah. and they've. They keep hitting on these freaking quarterbacks and that and receivers and receivers and right. that makes a difference. Yeah, you know. And they Greg, Greg Jennings was their guy, right? Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But they miss on him too. I mean, yeah. Scantling they missed on. They missed on uh, Equiminius. They've gone and drafted wide receivers, and then when they they don't pan out, they just get rid of them and draft yeah. more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they don't like spending first rounders. Javon Walker, I think, was. Uh, I the, think Javon Walker might well, have he was been a first-rounder. Christian yeah, Watson was, was, he was. He first first rounder. Rounder. first rounder. Wasn't he second? No, he was first-rounder. I thought he was right? late he first. Was, okay. He may have been Double second. Double check. I'm almost check positive out. Yeah, he was first. Check it out. I'm, I'm sitting here on the Gulfstream card right now. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, Jimmy Miller's man. got plays in odds couple. Don't does he? Okay. Hey, uh, uh, does he usually play favorites? And I'm not saying that in a negative manner. Or does he pace. a long shot? Is he a long um, shot guy? A little, I'd a little say bit of no, I think he wants value. He, want, okay. he found some value for us this but week. I think he's, I mean, he, he likes the second, third, or fourth. Yeah, yeah. Watson's Watson second, 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 second round. Second round. Okay, my bad. Yeah. I thought he was first round pick. 30, yeah, but he was 34th overall. So Yeah. So, I mean, it's close. Still second rounder, though. Correct. It wasn't the Mel story about oh my God. Paxton Lynch. Oh, I Unbelievable. Yeah. I had never heard it either. And that they ended up then with Chris Jones yes. and then Mahomes the yes. next year. Think about that. Oh my that God. was such a good story that Mel told. I mean, it's because I asked him. I said, Mel, when, how can God? And I didn't want to be Should disrespectful we, with it. because you set I, it up. I'll play be, it. Well, I was asking him because everybody going back to 2017 had the Mahomes draft wrong. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everyone. Two teams. Yeah. Kansas City Every, and, 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 and Sean Payton. And Sean Payton. But so I just I asked him when you know when it goes bad like that and you miss on someone who is a generational player, like how do you explain it? Because a lot of people don't project. They want to see it. Okay. You know, you, you, you have to see it. You have to see it. What we're seeing now, nobody had Josh Allen. Everybody said, oh, it's Did you, you, know, you have to look at it. I call it Craig Bowles. He's the toughest, most competitive player I've ever coached in my life. I talked to Craig a lot out there. So, again, you, you, it takes one thing to tip. People say, well, you got to do this, you got to do it. There's no perfect way to evaluate a quarterback. Sometimes it's gut feel. Sometimes one thing you hear. In Josh Allen's case, Craig Bowles convinced me. In Justin Herbert's case, I called Oregon. I heard all things. He's not the alpha. He's more happy in the classroom than he is on the football field. He's not a great leader. He's not a take-charge guy. He doesn't command the room. I called a good contact I had with the football program at Oregon. He said, Mel, you don't have to yell and scream to be a guy that people respect, players respect. They love this guy. They'll go through a wall for Justin Herbert. So sometimes just little calls like that. I called people on Jimmy Clausen. Didn't work out. I got grave things back on Jimmy. I went with Jimmy. It didn't work out with Jimmy. So, uh, yeah, but it worked out for me with Justin uh, Herbert. It worked out with Josh Allen. So, you know, nothing's perfect. You can't lose your confidence because you make a mistake. But I'll tell you this, guys, it can destroy a program because, you know, if you miss on a quarterback, I'll go back and I'll tell you a quick story. Kansas City tried to trade up to get Paxton Lynch. Mm. They failed. Denver got them. Because of not being able to trade up, they traded down and took Chris Jones. Next year they took Patrick Mahomes. My point being, had they been successful in doing the deal they wanted to do and got Paxton Lynch, they wouldn't have had Chris Jones. They wouldn't have had Patrick Mahomes. And Andy Reid wouldn't be a Hall of Fame coach. Think about that, guys. So one trade that didn't happen saved the Kansas City Chiefs franchise. It's wild. And think about the Chiefs, too, at the time. What, was Dorsey was there, right? Brett yeah, Veach. John Dorsey. John yeah. Dorsey was and you had Andy. No one knew Brett's, Brett Veach's name at that point. Right, but, like, yeah. that's as it good a crew as guy. there is. Yeah, but it would mean John Dorsey I was, mean, it, it's yeah. probably that group in, what, Baltimore at the time yeah. when you had Ozzie Newsome and you had Eric DaCosta along with their crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Ravens and the Chiefs DaCosta's are probably great. the best. DaCosta's and, great. They keep, yeah. they keep doing it year yeah. after year. They, keep, they find good def- Look at the defensive players they keep finding. You know, like the kid, just, the defensive lineman. Dude, What's his kid, name? Maduke. He's going to make a zillion dollars. Yeah. He's like that kid's good. Kyle Hamilton's going to be a star. Oh, he's. I mean, he's just a star. Yes. Like it, it's it's stupid. They just they keep finding him. Patrick Queen. I'm telling. I mean, they traded for Roquan. They had uh, Patrick Queen, who's been a fabulous. I think player. Queen's even better because of Roquan. Yes, but no doubt. like. But you're right to Kid Hamilton. Dude, he's going to be a star. Yeah. Uh, he's already. He's, I mean, already, he's, a he's star. already an all pro, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. I think he was all pro this year. Tyler Lind- Linderbaum. Linderbaum. Like, Another one. Be nice Great to pick. have a center here, you huh? Think? Great pick. Soon enough.
They finally hit with you know they sure, they yes. struggle a little bit with the, some of those skill position guys, but they've hit with Zay Jones like or Zay, yeah. Fla- uh, Zay, Zay, Zay Flowers. Flowers. Yeah, Zay Flowers can play, man. Yeah. Like that kid can play. Right, and the only question with him coming out of BC that people had was his size. size. Yeah, but you have to draft him and play him the way that yeah. But that he the can Rams separate are, absolutely. He's one of the better like, route he, runners in the yeah. league, and he's a rookie. Like you see it. Like yeah. he can separate. He was, and he was a guy that polls really, really liked. Obviously, with the BC yeah. connection. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, he's a first round pick. So right. you invest a first rounder in a wide receiver, you're going to expect him to be a player like Zay Flowers is. Yeah, and just, the, the Ravens have turned out to be. I just wish like it's someday we could talk about our team that way. Be like you just where you have so well, much faith that even though there are always misses, and there are even with the good organizations, there are misses. Like in Baltimore, what would you ever complain about with Eric DaCosta? Like and maybe they do. Sports fans are fickle. I don't know if we lived in well, Baltimore, maybe we would. But like, well, yeah, it's I mean, championship no, or bust, right? Yes. the complaint karma I mean, has just, been that Lamar can't can't I get mean, it done I, in the postseason. But the way they've drafted and the way they've developed players over the years, it's like it's been unbelievable. They barely hit any real prolonged valleys. You know, they Ozzy Ozzy was always he was great. Yeah, and DeCosta's like just yeah. as good. It's incredible. Yeah, and it probably starts with their ownership. Yeah. I will say it's early, but I've liked what I've seen from Ryan Poles in two drafts. I agree. There's a lot to like. What he's done with the secondary is impressive. Likeable. Yeah. And I'm telling you, and Johnny said it, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks ago, the kid Dexter. Yeah. He looks like he can play. I think his last seven or eight games, statistically, too, he was pretty impressive. Matched up against other rookies. I want to watch Santana Dotson film. That's who I believe he could be. No, I'm serious. No, no, the former Buck. I remember oh, Santana yeah. Dotson. Former 71. Former, former, former Packer, Packer too. I know, but he yeah. started with, uh, oh, did he yeah. not start with the Bucks? Oh, yeah. 71? I believe so. He did. I remember Santana Dotson. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. player. He was very good. Tougher than nails. Second Dotson uh, on that Packer team, too, by the way. After Earl Dotson. Earl Dotson, the great tackle, yeah. Yes, There's a kid that needed three years to figure out who the hell he was. Something and when mm-hmm. he finally did figure out who the hell he was, he became one hell of a right tackle mm-hmm. for us. But let me tell you, he was lost for a while. Hmm. Lost in the shuffle. I saw somebody tweeted out a picture of the good kid on a pass rush against Steve Young in the postseason. Oh, make it Did you happen. see the body lean? Did you see the picture? No. My no. God, the good kid was coming right up the gut, and he had tremendous body lean. Yeah. I, I, I'll show Let you the picture it. at some point. Like, 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 like a young Von Miller. Yes. Yurko with like the lean. Oh, yeah. Only I didn't have any uh, explosiveness get, speed. Get that 90-degree angle I went from the, the good kid. I went to first gear, then I went to second gear, and it just bogged down right away. I, I had a first gear. That's what I had. Change of direction. Did you get your hands on Steve Young? Oh, you bet I did. Oh, you Here it is, you, Did you, mean, did you molest the Mormon, Yerko? You mean on the, the football field? Oh, dude, look, <laughs> at look at that. Is that <laughs> glorious? And you mean on the, the football kid. field? Yes. Look it's at glorious, isn't it? shaking in his Of course he is. Of course the fumble. You guys can really say that. Look at the picture. I did. I read. Greenberg tweeted it. I missed And I responded it to I wrote. I said, that's all pro flexibility right there. Hey, I missed that sack right there. Well, I got Young. a hand I mean, on him. I mean, yeah, he's pretty break. receptive. Steve Young. Look yeah. at the body lean from the yeah. good kid on that, I'm though. I'm coming, though. You know, he, senses, me? he senses danger. Yeah, he does. No, I mean, at that point, I wasn't. No. <laughs> Maybe Packers later in the game? Or what? I don't know. Could the Packers that, channel this? Was that a playoff yeah. game? A regular uh, that was a playoff game, yeah. Do you realize, like, Sylvie had the stat. I mean, That I was 95. That was uh, January 96. This is the 19th. We beat them. 
friggin' NFC title game. Look at the belly. Yeah, I know. There's all nice. kinds of lumps. There's very, look at the lumps. Johnny's got some boiler. got a little, got a little boiler. Yeah, you're strong. You yeah. can see. Look at his arms. Yeah. I think he had a Pat's blue boiler. ribbon underneath his, his. I missed that sack. I got one later on. I forced the fumble in that game. Did you? Got a sackaroo. Wait, forced that the was fumble. not a playoff game you that, said? That? That's a playoff game. Oh, that was Later on in that playoff game. Gotcha. I'd gotten to him again. Nice. Stuck at the line of scrimmage against Bart Oates. Couldn't get Bart by Oates. Him. Couldn't get by oh, Bart Oates. Bart Oates. I was giving him everything I had. That's the awesome. over, under, the up, down, the Nothing. Really. Uh, yeah. Spin around, but nothing. What's there was Harris Barton coming over for a little Wait, bit of help? I uh, heard guy Harris Barton. McIntyre in the McIntyre. middle. No, guy was gone. Okay, I gone. Harris Barton out of, out of, out of the Wallace? University of North Carolina. Yeah. Right, uh, Steve Wallace? Uh, tackle? No, Jesse Sapulu. Yeah. It was Derek Deese, right? Uh, left guard, I'm trying to remember. Kirk Scrafford, Harris Barton. Harris Wallace would have been gone. Yeah, Wallace okay. would have been gone. Wallace this is a 95 team. Because that was 80s. Team. Like the cross. We forced the fumble on one of the Wallace, first plays. Andy cross. Yeah, Adam cross. Walker was the running back, and Craig Newsom hit him. Forced the fumble. We picked it up, returned for a touchdown. We're up 7-0. We're up 17-0 before they knew what hit him. Bam. We came in there, gave him a little bit of a kick right to the groin. And by the time they recovered, they didn't know what the hell was going on. It was different on. than us when we went out there in 94 uh, in the postseason and they started kicking us in the nuts no. from the opening kickoff. And I dropped into coverage like five times that day. Just a little different, Tommy. I was covering Rice oh, 17 yards Lonnie. down the football field. Oh. That's well, not a that. good matchup. No business. That's not a good matchup. No business being back 1995. there. 1995. Who's the starting left team? tackle? Yeah, Steve, Steve Wallace. Wallace. Yeah. Yeah. Wallace was gone. Good call. It was who's their left guard? Uh, they well Jesse Sapolo. Dan playing. Was center. Harris Barton no, not playing? Barton was in had center. center. Barton. Maybe it was Barton. Barton was right tackle. Right tackle. Uh, I, now, I don't know. He was injured. They put Kirk Scrafford. Rod Milstead was probably injured by that point in the season. I had. Was Randy Cross? Did you ever line up across the Randy Cross? No, never had Randy Cross. Yeah. Never. For sure. Don't Randy, doubt, don't Randy, doubt my Randy, don't doubt my mid-90s. Randy Cross went on had a long in. career in the, the CBS booth. Oh, yes. forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The line you didn't want to play when I played was Dallas's. Of yeah, course. Of course. And then when Larry Allen came yes. late, Larry Allen came late. Do you mm-hmm. know you know Super. that in high school I played against Mark Stepnowski, Erie Did Prep. Did you? Erie Prep came to Cincinnati. Yeah. We played them. We kicked their ass. Yeah. He had two black eyes when he played. He was center. Stepnowski? Stepnowski had two black eyes. No, he just played center. And he looked like a demon. He had the long hair coming out of his helmet. <laughs> yeah. He had the two black eyes. He must have had a broken nose or whatever. We went out with every, you know, like after the games because they were staying in town because they right. were from Pennsylvania. So they spent the night um, somewhere up there. So we went out with a bunch of them and had beers with them afterwards. And in high school? Been, oh, yeah. Could have been a nicer guy. Stavowski's a big pot smoker, too. Is back he? in 93. Yeah. Yeah. Like back then, he was the guy yeah. that loved to smoke pot. <laughs> Love it, dude! I played against. I played against. Uh, played against him. Yeah. Played against Steve Berline at Anaheim. Oh, Servite. Man, did you? played against uh, Chad Johnson. Was a cornerback for Christopher Columbus out of Miami. He was Jimmy Johnson's son. See, these guys travel to play all the time. Right. They yeah. all came to us. They came to you guys. Yeah. Uh, they all wanted to play you guys. What, Charlie Pride's son played against us, like a Dallas prep school. Yeah. His wow. name was Dick Pride. I don't think it was Dick Pride. Yeah. Okay. But um, anyway, uh, do you think Nate Newton was Stepnowski's supplier, Yerk? <laughs> That's good, Miller. Nate's out, isn't All he? Done. Nate's Maybe. been out for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is, is that who got Stepanski started yeah, on the air? No, that. no, I think Mark was I think Mark okay. hey, took it with him. Was, it, Nate was, it Presswick? Yeah. was it Presswick you guys played down in Dallas? Their big academy. It could have been. there. Yeah. Uh, I think who uh, Mike Irvin's kid went there to Might Presswick be. Academy. You yeah. might be right. All right, boys. 
That's it. Have a great show. That's all we get from you. That's That's it. It. You, guys you guys aren't even going to try and build up your stamina? I know. No, you should stay till three. We're staying. This is it. We're getting out early. I think you guys got to go stay upstairs and maybe sign a waiver or something before you get out of here. Do you guys like Ravens Niners? What do you guys like? Real quick. I do like the Ravens. I, I I do like the Ravens in their game and the Niners probably, but I give the I give the Lions a chance. Okay. The yeah, my brain says Ravens, but I'm not going to lie. Against yeah, like I'm scared to go against, against Patrick Mahomes. It's hard to bet against me. Them. Me, yeah, I, I think, and I think the 49ers are. Uh, I think they had their scare last week. Yeah, as I long as no as, weather, I think it and, matters. Well, yeah, and it does. listen. I, like, if Debo practicing is huge. If he's even, on the field, I feel I do want to see confident. I do want to see a That's rematch. Even as a decoy. Even as a decoy. Yeah. I want to see Ravens 49ers rematch because I want to well, see if Shani can put together something to, to try counteract. To, to counteract yes. what happened. Well, don't last forget time. too, they were moving the ball against Baltimore a lot early in that game. Yeah. It's just the, the turnovers, turnovers got to them, the turnovers and it them. kind of flipped the he game and made through it. what four picks? Uh, two of them were tips. exactly. Yeah, two of them were. Tips. But you can tell yeah. when things don't go well early for him, he can get a little the, shaky. If the alternate happens, though, if somehow, some way, both road teams win, we'll have a rematch of the NFL opener. Remember yes, when will. the Lions the, beat the yes, Chiefs? We will. The season will start and end. Now that's, that's probably the the, the least likely of, of the I agree. potential I'm matchups. I'm not anticipating right? it happening. Yeah. But I'm you just saying know. it's a possibility. Yeah. All right, enjoy the weekend, boys. All right, guys, we'll too. see you Monday, all right? Good luck on the uh, your horse betting, John. Thank you. You too. Yeah. Carmen and Yurko taking off at 221 for the last time. Yeah. Because uh, next Monday, the show uh, will expand well, to a full summer three baseball. hours. Wait till summer baseball. No, well, yes, yes, of course, of course. No, we, we keep no. rolling. All right, we're just we checking the we're clock. I'm just checking break. to see if the clock was... Uninterrupted, Waddle yeah. and Sylvie. I'm asleep. That's what's happening out there. Wow. Wow. Spinning yards about how great Dak Prescott is. <laughs> Little guy? No, no, you're good, Jake. Don't worry. We're going to hang out. Uh, we're here until... We're going we're to wait till at least 2.45 to okay. break. It's the Waddle and Sylvie show. Jeff Meller in for Sylvie today. You got today. a lot on your plate, don't you? Like a lot of thoughts. You got a lot of football Dude, thoughts Dude, I love... Conference Championship this is, Sunday. This is your favorite weekend? It is. Now, what would compete? Of course, you throw in Super Bowl Sunday. That's in the mix, of course, for well, the best Sunday Many believe of the year. that last weekend, this past weekend, was the division round mm-hmm. is yes. the best of them all. I mean, I, I'll and tell you what, what I will miss. I love this, this weekend as well, but I'll miss the Saturday football. Yes, and I would agree with you. That's something that you have to give up if you're going to claim conference championship Sunday as the best Sunday. But generally on the Saturday before conference championship Sunday, I'm walking around with a little extra pep in my step. I'm giddy. Yeah. Just anticipating the big games that are on tap. And there's something about the conference championship. There is just to get to the Super Bowl is a huge accomplishment for a lot of players. Of course, ultimately the goal is to win the Super Bowl. But if you can have the opportunity Maybe you can you know talk about it a little bit. I know you didn't play yeah, in a didn't Super Bowl, it. but the idea that just making a Super Bowl and having the opportunity to play in one, I there's think, something to that being a feather in a cap of every player. There's no question. Like we always have this conversation, don't we? About was your season a success or was it a failure, or how do you feel about your season? And I think it's such a nuanced conversation. I think it starts with what are your expectations? Mm-hmm. Like if you're a team like the Detroit Lions. I would think already your season, but they weren't in the postseason last year. I and I've always been a believer, regardless of sport. If you get to the your conference final, if you make it to the final four, you've had a successful season. Even if you are one of the top rated teams, because you've got to stay healthy, you, oh, so many things have got to go your way. The ball's got to bounce in your direction. 
I think if you if you start the season, even if you're a team that's got high expectations, if you're the Bills or you're the Chiefs or you're the Ravens, whoever you are, you find yourself participating in the conference championship game. Yes. To me, maybe some would suggest that's too low a bar for some. For me, that's where I set it. Even if I have high expectations for a certain team, if you get to the conference final, then I think you've had a successful year. I think that, you know, that vacillates a little bit based on what has transpired over the course of the season, how healthy you've stayed and all that other stuff. But uh, you're right. I, I think it the, the concept of joining that elite group of great players, it's like the conversation we had this week earlier about Josh Allen. As good as he plays, he's not going to be invited into the club, you know, the special area in the club until he gets a a Super Bowl mm-hmm. ring. And whether it's because of his great play or for whatever reason he may play poorly and his defense carries him over the line, as long as you got that ring, you you're part of that elite club. And I think that, you know, the same goes for teams too. But I do think too there's something to the accomplishment of just getting to the Super Bowl. If any of these teams now for the Lions it would be, you know, the first time for them. So obviously they have a lot on the line. But to your point about expectations, the way this season has unfolded for them, I think the Lions, Lions fans feel very good about this. Now, I think what might be problematic for them is that in all likelihood, it sounds like Ben Johnson is going to get the Washington commander's job. They can't officially hire him until after the Lions have been eliminated, but it, all signs point to that. So you've got. While everybody loves Dan Campbell and the what he brings to the locker room, the truth is I think you have to give Ben Johnson a lot of credit for helping to author this deep run into the playoffs because I think what he does offensively, how he's helped to turn around Jared Goff's career, has been critical to the Lions' success. Totally agree. In all likelihood, he will not be here with the Lions next season. So for the Lions, even though fans, I think, are going to look back on this season fondly, if they can't complete the Super Bowl run without Ben Johnson going forward, where will it's you be? Good. Yeah, you're yeah. going to have to have an answer for that. So I do think there's something of a let's take advantage of this moment for Lions fans. But nevertheless, I think they will always remember the season finally, even if they do get bounced on Sunday. No doubt. I, and, and that's look, I, again, I think all four teams have had a successful season to get to where they're going or b- based on where they've come from. But when you talk about how some fan bases will feel about their team. Like the 49ers, if they don't go to the Super Bowl, and maybe even if they don't win the Super Bowl, their fan base is going to look differently upon that and this season versus how you just described how Lions fans will look at their season because of expectations. And you know I love the 49ers. Like I, I, Kyle Shanahan, despite you know that, that record that finally kind of went away, and last week's win over the Green Bay Packers about Shanahan's teams never being able to come from behind of mm-hmm. a touchdown or more in a fourth, in a, quarter, in a yeah. fourth quarter, which was mind-boggling to me considering how accomplished he is as a play designer and a game, you know, a, a game planner. But I, think, I mean, look at when was the last time that the 49ers won a Super Bowl? Everyone says, and I agree with them, it's the best overall roster in football. Like, if they don't get to the Super Bowl, how are 49er fans going to look at, at, at things? They haven't won since what? 90, is it 95? 94, 94. 94. That's when the Steve Young beat the San Diego Chargers. Now, they've played in two since. Right. And they've been in the NFC title game in, what, four of the last five years? Yes. So being in the NFC title game four of the last five years is fantastic. But I would think even for Shanahan, a guy that I don't know if everyone shares the same football love for him that I do mm-hmm. to the certain level... I think for his legacy, 
he's going to need a Lombardi trophy. Oh, there's no doubt about that. There's a lot of pressure, I think, on Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers on Sunday. Is there, there, now, is there more on them than there is the Ravens? That, I don't know if we could really, that'd be hard to quantify because I think there's a lot of pressure on both those teams. Now, for John Harbaugh, at least he has won a Super Bowl in his coaching career. But Lamar Jackson certainly has questions about if he can replicate the MVP seasons that he's put together in a regular season. Can he come up and deliver the same type of performance in a playoff run in like he a, did last week. Yes. Now he did it last week against the Texans, but you also look at the Ravens, if not now, when for them, because I think most people would agree Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, even though the defense has been amongst the best that Patrick Mahomes has had supporting him, the weapons are not. Travis Kelsey's st- still there. He's got the name brand, but certainly he has seemed to have lost a bit of a step. Now, he was good last week with a couple of touchdowns, but he hasn't been the same player that he's been in the past. So the expectation is next year they're going to, they're, there will be reinforcements coming. You would think. You, yeah. would, you look at the Chiefs and you say, okay, this is an opportunity to get them where they're a little bit vulnerable. And the Ravens are bringing, as we talked about, one of the best teams, especially when you look at DVOA, which measures teams on a play-by-play basis. They are one of the the best in the history since DVOA has actually calculated these things. So you I, have- I think you're right. I mean, I when you ask when you you ask the question of who's got the most pressure, I don't think there's a ton of pressure on the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes because he's been to six of these in a row now, mm-hmm. and he's got two Super Bowl yes. rings. And as great as Lamar has been, this will be the second year he wins the the MVP. You know, there has been, you know, that reputation of not being able to deliver in the postseason has dogged him until last week's game. He was one in three in postseason play, and the numbers were not very impressive. Like, he hasn't played well in the postseason prior to their win over the Houston Texans last week. So I think that they're, and because of the expectations that exist the way that you mentioned, like the Ravens averaged 370 yards and 28 points per game this year offensively. Their defense was number one scoring defense with 16.5 points per game allowed and just over 300 yards allowed. I think there's more pressure on the Ravens for sure than there is on the, on the Chiefs. And I don't know that the pressure, so to speak, will play an enormous role. But you can't tell me there's more pressure on the Chiefs coming to town. Like, because we've already got some built-in excuses mm-hmm. for why the Chiefs aren't, yes. aren't as good. And we as you mentioned, them, laying them out. because yeah. of the, the lack of explosive receiving core this time around. So I would say that, the yeah, the, the Ravens have more pressure. And I think that this is one of those legacy types of runs. You know, John Harbaugh has already, you know, established this. He's won a Super Bowl. But if you can win two, I mean, like... Well, think about it. If, if John Harbaugh and the Ravens win the Super Bowl this year, he's now got two, and Bill Belichick is no longer a head coach, all of a sudden, it's him, it's Andy Reid. He's right there in conversation right. amongst the best co- coaches in the NFL. And, and Lamar as well. Lamar is only 27 years of age. Just turned 27 in January. And he'll win his second MVP this year. And if he can add a and he Super can add Bowl a Super to Bowl, that mantle, yeah. yes. all of a sudden Lamar Jackson starts to get to play with house money going forward. So if you're one that believes that legacy or the pressure, if you're thinking about it, and I don't think guys you know, consciously think about it morning, noon, and night. But I would say if, we are, if we're gauging pressure on any teams, yes. I'd say there's more pressure in the AFC on the Baltimore Ravens because of expectations and because 
Lamar played as well as he did against the Texans last week in the postseason, but he still has a resume that isn't very good in the postseason overall. So I would say the pressure there, and on the other side, I'd say the pressure is on the 49ers. Mm -hmm. And can they... You know, because they're what are their heavy favorite, aren't they? And they six points. Is it Sixers and not quite that big? But the expectation is is you've got the best roster in football. Now you've got to get past this this Lions team that is much better, or the perception is is they're much much better in a controlled environment. Yeah, the Niners are currently seven point favorites at home yeah. against the Lions, and and that team, if you don't get out to a pretty quick start, and look, I'm not one of the. I think that Brock Purdy, this is such an interesting conversation. I think Brock Purdy's a good quarterback. Yes. Do I think he's Patrick Mahomes? No. Do I think he's as good as Lamar Jackson? No, I don't. Do I believe, you know, he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league? At this point, no either. But you can't deny the accomplishment. He's got a good team. He's got a great offensive mind leading the way. But you still have to throw. You still have to make the decisions. You still have to execute the plays. And a lot of what they do is based on rhythm and anticipation. So you still have to hang in there and run the offense. Like, I'm sure, like, some of the better... And I'm not... Don't... don't I'm not trying to compare him to to Tom Brady or, 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 or Aaron Rodgers or anybody like that. But I'm saying... At some point in young, when you're young in your career, mm-hmm. you're going to look shaky at times. Sure, and I would, and I'm not saying that that Brock Purdy is going to project to be the next Tom Brady, but I think people that are trying to pull down Brock Purdy because he's just a system quarterback based on how he's performed, I think it's kind of a silly argument. Now he may go out on Sunday and not play exceptionally well. He's mm-hmm. still a young quarterback, but I would think that they're going to try to get things going early. And try to get him a little confidence because there have been moments this year where you can watch him play and you don't know whether or not he really is feeling it. Now, the the one thing is there will be a lot on his shoulders because last Saturday we saw in the inclement weather he struggled, of course. And, you know, I don't know if that was all to do with the hand size that he has an issue throwing the ball when it's a wet ball. Right. Like it's it. we, We saw it firsthand. So you can offer up that excuse for why things didn't look as good on Saturday as they had for most of the season. But now it looks like the weather is not going to be an issue on Sunday. At least that's in the forecast. It looks like it's going to be in the high 60s in Santa Clara. So uh, the the nightcap will be an opportunity for Brock Purdy to go out there and kind of, you know, show that he last week was a bit of an anomaly in, yeah. in the bad conditions. And I will say the Lions, if you're going to defensively attack them, it's going to be through the passing game. For the most part, the Lions are a good team against the run, but yes. they struggle against the pass. Their, their cornerbacks are certainly the weakness of their defense. So there's going to be an opportunity, I think, if the 49ers are going to win this game. It's going to be through, or at least on, Brock Purdy's arm. I agree. And so I think there's an opportunity for him to kind of rewrite the narrative of this playoffs. And it's interesting, you know, a poor performance, and yet, though, he was still able to make a big throw now to Juwan Jennings in the comeback against the Packers. That throw, which enabled the comeback, again, to the stat that you gave about Kyle Shanahan, you've got that. Now you've got the wind at at your back. You can move forward. And I think they will have to rely on him. He's still a young guy. And there are tremendous expectations of him. So, like... Yeah, I mean, he's he's got a lot of pressure. I think that there's no doubt that there's more pressure on the 49ers than there is on the Detroit Lions. And I feel the same way, as I said, for the Ravens in their matchup against the Chiefs. But I think either way, it's going to be, it should be, I think they'll be both be entertaining games. I, I wouldn't be shocked if the, the 
the Detroit San Francisco game became a bit of a shootout. Yes, I agree because I, I don't yeah. think it for a couple of reasons. Both both teams can score a lot of points. Neither coach is going to go into a shell. No, like Ben Johnson well, is going to let it rip unless it's uh, inside two minutes and Kyle Shanahan has the ball. Then he might. That may be, but I'm saying the overall perspective yes, of how they're going to a- approach the game. I think there's a really good chance that that one could be a shootout. I think that's one of the interesting things to watch too. Is Kyle Shanahan got a lot of criticism now? It's not something that I think ultimately he hears after the fact. But his decision when the 49ers had the ball in the at the end of the first half, yeah, his approach was very conservative. And for a guy who is the best play caller in all of football, it's interesting to see him. And that was not anomaly. He tends to do that. When yeah. he has the ball, his biggest issue, he likes the two-for-one. But most importantly, he does not want to give the ball back to the opponent. So he will play things very conservatively, which is interesting when you have so many talented weapons yeah. at your disposal. You would maybe like to see him be, or at least... I, at times, would like to see him be a little bit more aggressive yeah, in those you, instances. You know how much I appreciate and, and, Dude, and I love enjoy Kyle watching Shanahan right there with you. But I was even like, the, his approach at the end of the first half, I was like, I don't know what he's doing. I mean, it wasn't something that maybe I should expect it because we've seen it in the past, but it wasn't something that I would have done if I was him. Especially in a playoff game like that. Let's go on out to Taylor, who's in Fairview. Taylor on with Waddle and Sylvie Meller in for Sylvie. What's going on, Taylor? Hey, guys. I just was uh, calling in to ask you if you thought Andy Reid um, and Kyle Shanahan had a lot of similarities uh, where they just couldn't get over the hump like Andy Reid in, uh, in Philadelphia and now Shanahan in San Francisco. I think it's a, think, yeah, Taylor, I think it's, I think it's probably a good comparison. I don't know how long it took for Andy to actually get his first Super Bowl. It was Mahomes. It was he didn't win a That's Super Bowl. Right. So now, he, he, did, played, he got to one Remember, with they Philly. played, uh, I think famously, the Philadelphia Eagles went to five consecutive NFC title games. They got to one Super Bowl of those five. That's when they lost to Tom Brady and the Patriots. Right. Donovan McNabb was the quarterback back then for Reed. That was his first Super Bowl appearance as a head coach. But he Taylor, didn't win. And Taylor, you're right. I mean, if that was one of the things that you were like. Andy Reid was we used to give Andy Reid a hard time all the time about like clock management uh-huh. and all kinds of stuff. Didn't we? If I'm re- remembering correctly, absolutely. He was the the go to joke when it went when it came to the head coaches who just needed to. I'm sure like Tyler Aki, Jake Cantu, who are a little bit younger, they may remember this as well. Like Andy Reid was the go to joke of if you could just get him to sit down and play a few games of Madden, he could maybe master. The you know how he should go about clock management. Yeah. It wasn't until Patrick Mahomes finally arrived that I think that problem got fixed. As the son of an Eagles fan, I remember a lot of Andy Reid complaints over the years. I think it's a good comparison, though, Taylor, because I, I don't know if Andy was Andy. I think Andy was just as well regarded as Shanny has been to this point. But Shanahan needs that Super Bowl ring. No, I think it's like it's, to join that elite group of coaches. You got to have the ring. You know, I mean, it's it's an easy comp too. It's interestingly enough, Mike Shanahan, for a long time, was highly regarded, but wasn't quite in the same class until the Denver Broncos finally broke through and he won, won a Super two, Bowl. Right? Did he, he won? won they won back to back. The Broncos did it in the late '90s, but for a long time, the you know the question about Mike Shanahan was, could they actually you know win in the playoffs and make that deep run? And now, interestingly enough, his son is kind of going through the same things. It. And so this is part of the reason why I love... I was just going to say, you circle back to why this is your favorite yes, football weekend yes. of the year. There's so much on the line. And but there's no ball on Saturday. There's nothing on 
There's nothing on television tomorrow, football related. You know what we need to. You know what you can do on Saturday. You can probably go on uh, flip over to the NFL Network and rewatch the four games from last weekend. I bet you yeah, they're running not, them I right don't in a row. No, if you want a little prep time, show them live. I don't I'm need to see saying, them again. If you're missing what so much this, football, the, the start of COVID when we were rerunning games. Remember that phase? Yeah. Listen, man. If I never listen, participated in watching that though. That was not on my to-do list. Listen, I can't help it if you guys don't love ball the way I love ball. That's all I can say. I'm sorry. Are you going to watch tomorrow? Are you going to watch reruns of the of last week's games? I will absolutely at some point flip. I will not watch all four in a row. Tyler, are but you I, someone I will at that some point put the NFL Network on? I is, will. Is this no, weekend? Not... Is this weekend? No. Is this weekend your favorite NFL weekend? No, I like last weekend more because I like the Saturday component. Yeah. I like having multiple days. If it's the weekend, you're talking all encompassing. Then, then no. But if it's like a singular day of football, I like this. I think more than the Super Bowl, even. Yeah, because there's also some some anxiety attached to watching the Super Bowl, knowing that this is it. This is the last one. The last so one. So you get hooked on or you get hung up on, hey, this is the Super Bowl and it's great. It's dramatic and all of that. But there's also a piece of you that's thinking in the back of your mind, what am I going to do for the next five months? That and also I'll add, there's the element, the Super Bowl isn't a normal football game. There's yeah, right. everything else that's going on with it, which is, you know, it's almost like uh absolute overload right like sensation overload you're trying to watch the commercials consume some food at whatever wherever you're watching it uh and and the halftime show plays a huge role and there's and then you're probably at a gathering with some type of party where you're enjoying the comp the company's telling you stories you're doing shots yeah you know trying to watch what's going on in the football game knowing you're gonna have to break it down the next day all that is happening in the Super Bowl. So, yes, there's a little extra anxiety it's to that. So funny. My house has scars, has Super Bowl scars <laughs> in different spots. I know. There's a giant stain, wine stain on one of the rugs in, like, a room off of our kitchen. Uh-huh. I will not point the finger at the person who actually accidentally made that mistake. Uh, there was... <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't him. Oh, oh. I, it was It was not. actually somebody's wife who made the mistake. Oh, no. Um... There's been other. We've had other, other issues, yeah. Yes, but for I the remember. most part, we we got through it all over the course of of time, very pretty clean fashion. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Taking your calls, talking about conference championship Sunday. Do you love this Sunday the way I do, or do you prefer a day uh, last weekend? Or maybe you're somebody who likes the NFL opener. You know, you like the kickoff of the season when you've got every game at your disposal. Is that your favorite Sunday? Chime in. Let us know what you think the matchups are going to be. Jeff Meller in for Sylvie and Waddle and Sylvie. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This year, my, my stats and, and my numbers, I don't know if I, if I was in that conversation, but um, he, he, he led his team. I think uh, MVP is a lot of things, the stats, is leading your team, winning football games, um, and he did that all this year. Um, I think for us, it's just the challenge of going up against the best is what, what motivates you. I mean, they got the best defense. They got the MVP on offense. Um, they have a great special teams unit. Um, and they were the best football team throughout the entire season. So it, it motivates you to, in order to, to win the Super Bowl, you got to beat the best teams. And this is the best team that, w- that we've played so far this year. And it'll be a great challenge for us. 
You know that voice, Patrick oh, Mahomes. Oh, yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes. Talking about going up against Lamar Jackson, the likely MVP. By the way, I have to tell you, completely yes. disconnected. You Ron were, May you were, Day. You were absolutely smitten during this, the break. This is the best video I've seen in calendar 2024 so far. And, and the good kid was talking about this. This is a play in the game. And Ron Mayday uh, sent it to us, and I just retweeted it. It is a picture of the good kid dropping off into coverage. Video. And he, a video. Yeah. And it, he actually, they throw a little drag route, a little hot route to Jerry Rice. And the good kid tackles Jerry Rice right as he catches it. And then the good kid gets up and waves to the sideline, come get me out. I'm a little bit tired. What did you expect? The good it kid is, would be all over. It is unbelievable. So when you go back to the Cleveland game and you heard the good kid say to everybody, look, guys, the whole, you know, zone defensive lineman drop into coverage thing, it's been around forever. Here's video evidence that the good kid was a participant in that type of coverage. And the good good kid actually doing his best cover tackle participation. He over-pursued a little bit, but he was there to make oh, no, the he got, uh, he got it. That's the best, I'll argue, that's the best football player in the history of the sport. Yerko? That the good kid, oh, okay. him too, yes, that the yes. good kid brought to the ground. Yeah, uh, tackling Jerry Rice. That, that is great. That is great video for sure. Uh, Waddle just retweeted it at twaddle 87 if you want to check out the video. I am Jeff Meller in for Sylvie, wow. hanging out with you as we are getting set for conference championship Sunday. My favorite Sunday on the football calendar asking the folks out there if they agree. We just heard from Patrick Mahomes talking about Lamar Jackson there and going up against a team that they deem to be the best that they will play this year. He mentioned Lamar Jackson's numbers. Lamar Jackson had 3,678 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, Waddle, only seven picks. The Ravens were 13-3 in games that he started. Remember, he did not play in the final game of the regular season. I thought he and his teammates were a little rusty when you saw them in the first half against the Texans. I believe that game was tied at 10 at the half, and which was kind of expected. I think we talked to Doug Kazarian about that. Doug joins us today at 4, but we talked to him about that because they really hadn't played in three weeks. Because yep. as you mentioned, they didn't mm-hmm. play the last week. Then they had the bye. So they, got, they came out a little bit rusty, but uh, Lamar was brilliant in that game. Threw for two touchdowns, ran for two, ran for over 100 yards. I think he did. A, it was an NFL first, wasn't it? To have two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, to rush for over 100 yards, and to throw yes, for over 100 yards. Yes, that is correct. And so I gave you his regular season stats. I also omitted his 821 rushing yards. He also had five rushing touchdowns. So those stats obviously are pretty eye-popping, and the reason why ultimately he should win the MVP at the NFL Honors Ceremony, which I believe is the Thursday before the Super Bowl. And and listen, this is why there is pressure on Lamar, because he is the MVP of the league. Mm -hmm. They are the number one seed in the AFC. They are considered one of the historically good teams in recent NFL history based on some of the things that you mentioned, the different measuring sticks. So I think that that Sunday in Baltimore, uh, I think that if, if we are having, we're gauging pressure... Mm-hmm. There's significantly more on the Ravens and their quarterback than the Chiefs and their quarterback. Now, so I just gave you Lamar's regular season stats this year in which he's likely to get that MVP trophy. Can I give you Patrick Mahomes' stats during his career in the playoffs? Just sure. the playoffs, Waddle? So, so, by the way, last week was the first time he'd ever left Kansas City for a playoff game that wasn't a Super Bowl. Correct. So, that is... That is a fair point. So all the numbers I'm going to give you for the most part are at one, well, and the Super Bowls, 
come from playing at Arrowhead. So Patrick Mahomes has played in 16 postseason games for the Chiefs. full season, basically. Exactly. Um, And seeing as how Lamar had the extra week off, it's right in line with what Lamar gave us this season. By the way, let me add this real quick. When you are talking about playoff football, you're Mm -hmm. not getting any layups. Bingo. You're not playing against the Atlanta Falcons or the New Orleans Saints at any point. You're playing against the best teams in the National Football League. So the numbers, if they are impressive, which I'm expecting them to be, it's even more impressive because you're playing the best of the best. So Patrick Mahomes in 16 career games has 4,561 passing yards. Wow. He has 38 touchdowns, and he also has only seven interceptions. How many does he have? Any rushing? He's he, got to have a couple oh, rushing. Oh, touchdowns. he does. Give me a moment here, and I will uh, pull the rushing numbers up. But these are playoff numbers. Is, like that's crazy. That's a season. Yes, it, it is the. Is, it, I love the old. You know, seventeen games fine. It's annoying. But and again, old, you're playing. He's playing against Buffalo at times. You're playing against different people. Yes, yes. Different, really quality opponents. You're not playing the dregs of the league. So to reiterate, four thousand five hundred sixty-one yards passing, thirty-eight touchdowns, only seven interceptions. That's a QB rating of one hundred six point seven in the playoffs. And oh, by the way. He also has 443 rushing yards and five touchdowns. So he has accounted for 43 touchdowns to seven interceptions in the playoffs. And yet he is the underdog this weekend. Well, there you just described, Jeff, the, the Patrick Mahomes tax that I believe exactly. is, is yeah. on display in the number in this game. Because this game's in Baltimore where I think it, they, at this point, they've probably got the best home field advantage in the National Football League. Some would argue that Dallas is where, you know, nobody beats, well, the Green Bay Packers went into Dallas and put it on Dallas. But in the regular season, everyone talked about how Dallas had a great home field advantage. I thought it was on full display against the Texans last week, mm-hmm. where Laramie Tunsil jumped offside yes. at least once a series. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's going to be a difficult environment. And by the way, uh, as I think everybody knew, according to Adam Schefter, the Chiefs have ruled out their all-pro guard, Joe Thune. Yes. So I think it's pronounced Tooney, isn't it? Tooney. Is it Tooney? Yeah. Okay. I put but the H in there. No, no, but it's spelled Tooney. It's spelled Thune. Um, so he is, uh, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt their sure. cause. And in, in a difficult environment, we're going to start a backup guard. Uh, but those numbers are sick. So we played you the Patrick Mahomes coming in. Conversely, here's Lamar Jackson when he was asked earlier this week, what do you like about competing against Patrick Mahomes? I don't like competing against him at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Um, definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's not even a, it's a no-brainer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, but it, it's just, I believe it's just two, two, two greats, um, up-and-coming greats, just going toe-to-toe, you know, like a heavyweight fight. Heavyweight matchup. That's that's just what I see. I love it from a lot. I Lamar. think it's great. So, right. I don't like yeah. I don't like competing against him. I'd much rather be going up against somebody who wasn't as talented. Yeah, as I think him. that whole uh, yeah, I want to beat the best to be the best. It's kind of bravado that I everybody spews. You have to say that when you're going up against a really good team, right? Sounds but if like you a, told, sounds like a scared AFC quarterback that Ooh. wants to go to the NFC. I don't think so. <laughs> um, but like, if you gave me a choice, I, look, I'd I'd rather face Sam Howell. Okay, mm. like if I was going to the if I was in the AFC title game and Sam Howell was the quarterback of the I'd rather face Sam Howell just picking a very average quarterback sure. versus Patrick Mahomes. I'm not one of these guys that has to 
sit here and puff out my chest and go, well, I, I want to beat the best to be the best. No, I just want to ring. Yeah. I hope everybody gets food poisoning the night before and everyone's a little bit uh, under the weather. It's interesting because I think the way this sets up, we've got the main course coming early in the day with that having a 2 o'clock kickoff for the AFC title game. And then we're going to get dessert with the Lions and the Niners because certainly Ravens up against Chiefs, that is the marquee matchup, and it ha- actually happens to be first because, of course, the way they alternate everywhere every year between the AFC and an NFC title games. 312-332-3776 if you want to hop on and chat about Sunday's game. We also have some news regarding the Bears' offensive coaching room. Mm. We got that earlier today. We'll share it with you coming up next.